Wolverhampton soccer all day. Well, this, is, this is this is this is a this is a football podcast now. We're taking over. We're we're going that yeah. way. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, uh, I was watching. Well, I wasn't watching. I was looking up in uh, my Newport AFC. Uh, for those of you who follow the show, know I'm, uh, my family's from Newport, or at least my parents are. And. Yes, uh, it, was, it was made abundantly clear two weeks ago when Sam couldn't find out a single fun fact about your home, your family's hometown. Yeah, but they beat uh, Watford. What was what was the and, only um, the only fun fact she came up with there that you guys discussed with the, is that there's a very ugly golf course there that doesn't fit in the rest of the well, scenery. Let's be honest, it's not even in Newport the golf course. It's off, you know, it's uh, a little outside. Uh, but the the football team, the Exiles, great name. That actually is a fantastic name. Uh, they beat Watford in the Caribou Cup. They beat my Swans uh, ah. in the opening round. So they're making their way through. They're making a nice little how tournament is, run. How is Watford doing now that they've fallen? They're in championship now, right? I believe they, they, Weren't they, they one of the relegated teams last year? I believe they have been relegated. And those of you who don't pay attention to soccer, the bottom three teams fall to a dif- different division in this format. And it's fantastic. There's no sitting around if you're the bad team and just getting money anyways. So I would love for that to happen in American sports, but there's really no... Given that our for most of our sports, the quote-unquote second division is usually college, Yeah, there'd be no... Although it'd be hysterical if Alabama got like bumped up to the to NFL and we like relegated the, the, uh, the and, Lions. The Lions would I'm be just trying. Yeah. The Jets, well, the Jets, absolutely. The Jets should be relegated to maybe like a... Division two school. Yeah. Oh God, it, it's bad. That that team is bad. Like the 49ers are are Sam's 49ers. Yeah. Lost everyone in that yeah. game, and they still well, crushed the Jets. It's what happens when you uh, one don't have a preseason, but also um, you don't get any time to practice. Like there's no, they hardly had any off season workouts. It's uh, yeah, people are getting hurt. Yeah. yeah. A lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of torn ACLs so far, which yeah, but that is, um, happens a lot. It, 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 well, the ACLs, are, I mean, those are non; those are almost always non-contact. That's usually those. Yeah, those are kind of a freak accident. Although, evidently, the uh, I keep seeing that the turf at MetLife, home of the Giants and Jets, is supposed to be unusually bad now. So players are actually afraid to play on it. Yeah, there are, there is an investigation going on into that situation, and some friends were joking about how bad it is. I'm like, oh, it just reminds me of the days of the vet, and the vet. Is- <laughs> that was op- I mean, that was bad in the opposite direction. Like the the MetLife turf is bad because it just gets torn up and you get your cleats stuck in it. Yeah. The vet one vet one was bad because it was literally uh, a. They basically painted cement green. Yeah. That's all it was with seams. With, with seams. With, yeah, with the seams, and yeah. it was the seams that like imagine just getting ta- you're playing tackle football on concrete, but somehow there are. There are curbs around, you know, like seams and curbs that you can destroy your knees on. I mean, I broke my ankle on on a seam playing soccer in an indoor soccer facility. It's so. it's, it's dangerous. Yeah, it's, it's 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 life comes at you fast out there. It does, it does. I just remember falling down, and being like, "Oh fuck me," and yelling that because I'm like, I knew what I had done. <laughs> I've never, um, well, I mean. Knock on it's, wood. It's, 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 caught, it's caught up to me that I've never, uh, knock on wood, had a broken bone, torn ligament, I don't, uh, I, in, I in, anything like that. I think you surpass all that right now. What's that? I think you've surpassed both those things. Yeah, I went like, you know, uh, you know, the go straight to the express lane. I went straight to the front of the line with um, never had a broken bone, never had a torn ligament, never had any sort of serious injury. I went straight to... to um, I keep even even all this time later. I keep wanting to say transplant. I keep like whenever people ask, and I, I actually keep using the word hip transplant, which is objectively funny. Yeah, Th- like just the thought of I actually have somebody else's hip, which is just a funny mental image. But yeah, yeah. So how are things in St. Louis right now? Um, about the same. Nothing's burning over there right now. Um, uh, fig- literally, no. Figuratively, yes. Um, I can breathe the air, which that- is nice. How how how's the how's the air for you? Uh, the quality has gotten better. The sky is now blue again. So to oh, fill there, people there in, there, the, there are still fires. It's just the the brown smoke has kind of stopped being hovering over the city. Oh. 
Well, that's good. Um, okay. Um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad we've we've um, you know we've, we've gotten the the weather out of the way, yes, which yes. is nice. We, while we, 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 while we wait, uh, there is something that um, we could. I, I just. I've decided that um, I don't know how many podcasts you listen to, Hugh, but um, I've not noticed enough. Not enough, I've, I've noticed more recently that they're throwing a lot of ad reads in the middle of them. Yeah, I guess because you know podcasts used to be known as like a, you know no ads at all, but now they're in the, they're they're throwing the ad reads that are done by the people recording the podcast. Like not, they're not separate ads. Like you're not going to a commercial break. No. Like they'll they'll just break in. I don't know. These might be pre-recorded. It's they easy usually enough, are. It's some easy of them enough are to pre-record. Some... I would like if we were like let's say we were popular enough to actually have a sponsor or sponsors. You know, yeah. I'd be like, oh, we'll just take an out like take thirty minutes after have you record a couple of reads before you go off to watch Jeopardy or beforehand. Right. Because so, be able... some of the. Some of them, I mean, well, I certainly on the like some of them are live ad reads. Like obviously, when you're listening to like a Lebetard, because that's like what they do. But uh, but some of them are, and ob- obviously, I know many of them are recorded. But some of them are very seamless in that it, it literally sounds like the podcast host podcast podcast host is just still talking, yeah. even though it was pre-recorded. But what cracks me up is that how wooden and awful the the ad reads are. Like these are people that read scripts for a living. Like I'm not even like, um, just a few that come to mind, R- Ryan Russillo, when he does ad reads, oh, he's so, he's so wooden in the way he reads them. And, um, and you know, two of my new favorite podcasts, I bring it up all the time, or right. the, the, the scrubs podcast where Zach Braff and Donald Faison do ad reads. And then, um, now I love this, uh, Zach to the future, the say by the bell one, right. where Mark Paul Gossler does these ad reads. And, these are people that read scripts for a living, yet it's so obvious they're just reading a piece of paper. It's just like it's 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 bizarre to me. Eh. But but so what I was thinking is that you know just to in a way to manifest um, us actually being able to get sponsorship, um, I'm just going to start breaking into ad reads at, at random points during the show, and I think it's better to not tell Sam. Agreed. So I'll just break into a random. So I'm just gonna, but I'm gonna do generic ad reads for things like water. Okay, I, I like this. So if, I like so, this. So if at one point, if so, you can play along. Uh, you you know, we'll do the back and forth, rat a tat tat, where I'll say something like, "Hey Hugh, are you ever thirsty?" And then you just play along. But I'm just giving you warning now so that you know what's happening because exactly. Sa- Sam is just going to be confused as hell. What happened to us at us finest? The two guys plotting yeah. against Sam. With uh, well, Nate, Sam, and Hugh. You know what? That's what she gets for being late. You know what? Well, you know, she has probably a work meeting that's going on. She's doing us a favor by, you know, helping it's a good out. Point. And, you know, it's a it's a good point. It'll be interesting when uh, life gets back to normal. What we're gonna do? Well, life ever will it ever be normal? Uh, well, it depends. Let's see what happens in November. Even then, I don't think it'll be normal after that. You know? Oh no, no, I've. I can't watch. I can't watch the news. I can't Twitter. Twitter's gotten learned, painful. I've tried to Twitter's, block Twitter's, all those things. It's hard to block. Um, my it's my own fault. What my problem isn't that I, you know, and this is the problem with people, especially when, po- when it comes to politics, is that people do live in their own echo chamber. Like as a general rule, you probably don't follow people with different um, political opinions because they annoy you. Yeah. Um, so of course but the thing is is a lot of the people i follow because well a lot of actually i take that back because a lot of people i follow are like objective news people who are just literally reporting the news right so they're but so they're they're you know as much as i try to block tweets from certain people they always show up on the timeline but the the thing that i just need to really be better about is just reading the tweets alone is fine. I'm getting my news that way. I really got to stop clicking on them to see the comments. Oh yeah, it's the comments. That, that rabbit it's hole. the comments that are that are just a garbage tire fire. Like it's yeah. There's the whole thing with bots and trolls. You know, with like people who are just doing it on purpose to troll. Like you know, they'll go into the comments just to make you mad. And then there are bots that are just not even really real people. But yeah. it's too yeah. I got to stop doing that. I'm doing it. It's like it's it's some sort of ma- is it masochism? Is yeah, that the one where you masochism. like like yes. pain? Yes. yes. Yeah, that I got to is... stop doing that. And it's not going to get any better. Have you ever watched that South Park season where it is 
like it focuses around uh, Stan's dad trolling people on the internet. I may have. I it's been was that a more I, it's I, a more recent I, season. I've fallen in and out. Like I love. I mean, I've always liked South Park, and if, right. if you know, I'll, I'll still watch it. I just don't watch it religiously. I don't watch it. I mean, as you know, I don't outside of Jeopardy. I don't watch anything religiously, but. Um, you know, I, there were times when I would watch entire seasons, and now I just kind of pick yeah. and choose. I did. It's funny you bring them up just because I was thinking about Trey Parker and Matt Stone yesterday because um, I just had random, you know, my the how many thousands of songs I have on iTunes I had just on random yesterday. I wasn't even doing playlists. I was just doing random just to see what, you know, what songs would pop up from 20 years ago. Right. And uh, America Fuck Yeah popped up. Nice. And... That song will never not be funny. No, it's so stupid. It'll like you know if anybody does remembers the um, the theatrical um, masterpiece uh, team was uh, Team America. Team America, World Police. Yes. Yeah. The 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 song, like it, it, America, fuck yeah, where they just start naming things that are American, like. But then, but then it, the list just breaks off into things that aren't American. Like at one point, they they said you know just said books. Like there's, you know, like claiming books are an American thing. And the song just made me laugh. Now, with that being said, it's funny that books were used because, let's be honest, this country isn't reading anymore. For the, like, for at least a third of them. I would say that the majority, the only thing that a majority of, of Americans are using books for now is to um, prop up their phones for Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, or computers, just to, just the even amount. I think I don't think books are being used for anything else to get that proper angle. Like you know, you uh, yeah, you yeah, don't want that. You know, oh, you can't. I mean, I'm doing it right now because I can we see. We both it. do you it. Don't, you don't want the up angle. No. Never, never want the, the up, up angle. angle. That, it does. Yeah, like it gives you that second chin without. It does really. Not, it is not a flattering. A, a camera. Yeah. Look you're at us gonna, being all proper about our camera you, angles and things. like that. You're not going to find a lot of movies where they shoot the uh, the the you know the director of photography, the cinematographer makes the the active choice to shoot their actors upward. Yeah, not a good not a good look for anybody. Unless they're looking in a box. That's true. There are, there are certain cases that is true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Trying to think what, of uh, what? anything exciting happened this weekend, but it was pretty mundane for me. So um, yeah, I um, I went to the zoo. Oh, that's that good. was ex- that, that was exciting. Yeah, no, um, uh, I had a lot of um, questionable um, mask, um, not protocol, um, just the way that people have don't seem to have a firm understanding about how to wear a mask you mean the chin mask, strap or max masks were worn but not properly um i saw many people and again i get it that sometimes especially when you're um you know outside hi sam welcome hi welcome to back to the hi. show hi sam sorry oh don't be sorry nate was filling us in uh, about the mask wearing at the, the st louis zoo uh it's not good it's not good the, the well, people don't people haven't figured it out yet are the animals wearing masks frankly the animals should be um the uh yeah that would actually be funny if they did um but the, yeah the zoo was a good time good it was pretty crowded took me back you know i always every time i go it always reminds me of the my high school years it's changed a lot i don't believe I would I would venture to guess that there are not any of the no that's probably not true there are probably some animals still there the tortoises are quite old. But, that was you know, a funny video that you sent. Uh, the tortoises having sex. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a you know I mean you know everybody does it but uh, it's just especially funny in the uh, that kingdom the uh, the thing you know m- tortoises that weigh hundreds and hundreds of pounds mounting each other. What was I'm, it? I'm. I will always be a you know a teenage boy that thinks that's hysterical. As you should be. I mean. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was a tortoise that like repopulated a whole. Yeah. Species that, yeah. The, that, he was. Um. I forget his name. It was something like Diego. Yeah. Who recently was retired. He basically they they put him out on an island by himself because over the last seventy years or something he had helped to completely repopulate. 
his species. Yeah, Diego was his name. Well done. Ha I knew it. Because I remembered it sounded like something out of like a telenovela. Like if somebody was going to repopulate entire species, of course it was going to be a guy named Diego. Of course, of course. How yeah. could it not? Yeah. Didn't how many? What, what was the number? Wasn't there? Does it give a number of what? How many? Think how many offspring they think he had. It was like, like two thousand. It was something ridiculous. Yeah, he's literally credit. It's I don't forget which specific yeah. species of tortoise it is. Uh, twelve females, three males, the two thousand members. It's like, yeah, he's um he he deserved his retirement. That's that's for sure. Absolutely. So he's like, it's like the Genghis Khan of tortoises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it that crazy stat that like a third of the world can like trace their their lineage to lineage back to Genghis Khan that man was was busy yeah he was conquering yeah. a lot and taking a lot yeah and he, he even uh conquered the Ottoman uh what was it oh what was it Oshman Sam what was the sporting goods store that from Bill and Ted's it was Oshman's Oshman's that's right I wanted to say Ottomans which would been weird but yeah he 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 definitely conquered that Oshman's did you ever watch that show Marco Polo on Netflix no. Recommend it, by the way, if you guys get a chance. It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good show. Is it newer? It's in the last five years. It was one of Netflix's first shows. It has two seasons, and then they have a side movie for one of the characters. Is it just oh. people just yelling out Marco? Marco? Yes. Yeah. Marco. Yes. 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 It's, yes. It's, it's it's that Geico commercial going down the Silk Road. Yes. Where Marco Polo's in the pool. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That, oh, that is a good commercial. Oh, the best thing about that commercial, and I, I, I think Geico. I mean, it's several years old, but you know, Geico every so often will just recycle old ads because they're they're evergreen. Like, they, it doesn't matter. But I, I watched that again recently, and the best thing about it, if you're watching the commercial again is the llama in the background. There's just, you know they're they're in an above ground pool where he's doing Marco Polo with like playing with like little kids. Right. But right outside the pool that's in the shot, the entire commercial is a llama. I guess it could be an alpaca, but it's a llama whose head is just looking over the pool, and it's the best part of the commercial. Every time I see it, I just I don't. There's just something funny about llamas. This is true. I don't know what it is. I don't. Llamas are funny. Is it yeah. because they spit, or is it just because they just have this look? To no, them? they're just fun looking. Yeah, they're just always—they they just look like they're—they're they're having a good time. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah they, they have a good vibe. I think they definitely have a good vibe. Sharping things from to and fro—they—they they just have a better—they're a better disposition than a donkey, shall we say? Aren't they? Um more closely related to camels aren't llamas uh, like in that same subspe- subspecies in the word i'm thinking I, but i think they're very closely related to camels i think you're right which, but, which uh, makes sense based on looks but now i've never understood and this is this is really i mean we've i mean sam before you we've already we've already covered weather and we've covered um soccer standing so if you were looking to talk about either of those sorry we already got we got already got those out of the way um but I've and now you know now we're getting into the quicksand of, of alpacas and llamas. But that really is my question: is I don't know the difference between an alpaca and a llama. To me, I, are they are they the same thing? I don't know. I mean, no, but yes. I mean, we can look it up. I'm looking <laughs> well, right I'm, now. That's I'm I'm trying to stretch this out while he looks it up, but it's it's clearly taking a while, Sam. Anyway, how how are you, Sam? Okay, it's been a weird couple weeks i don't know um uh, yeah it's well yeah that's true i um are i think you, there's if, more like doom and gloom because of ruth bader ginsburg that uh, i you know that was yeah a crappy day that, yeah and it's in a many every day since has been that was very very sad yeah um, it's um it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of changes i imagine and there's i don't know a lot of people are trying to feel hopeful and they're trying to get people to go out to vote. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why they think a lot of the Republicans voted for Trump. With the, the last election the because of Scalia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They don't and, care. They, the Republicans have no moral compass. They, um, th- their nominee, essentially what it's looking like is, uh, I forgot the woman's name right now, but she, she, her goal is to make a kingdom of God. So she is that a zealot towards Christianity. Yep. That's like the opposite of what you're supposed to look for in a Supreme Court justice. They're supposed to like 
look at the law, the constitutional law. That should be the religion. That's the. I don't understand. That's why the. I mean, the whole point. That's why it's infuriating that there even are liberal and conservative judges because they aren't supposed to be either. Like you're you're not supposed to take your own personal feelings into it's law it's the law is the law you you shouldn't have your own slant on it just because of your religious beliefs or whatnot but that's why there's been a lot of tiebreakers because like especially john roberts who you know is kind of a moderate now but like he interprets law in a different way sure but he doesn't have to be conservative the entire time like that's their whole job that's what they're supposed to do that's why there's no term limits like not, they're not supposed to like actually have a time where they're worried about being reelected or whatever. That's the whole point of the Supreme Court. They're going to be there forever, so that way they could actually see through a law. And if some, if it comes back around again, they were there before, and they can argue with whoever is left, I guess, in the Supreme Court. I mean, that's the whole purpose of having the Supreme Court be there for forever. Yeah. At least that's what my understanding is. I mean, I would like to think that, you know, putting like a 20 year gap cap would be great because I would prefer Ruth Bader Ginsburg to actually, you know, have like a retirement before she died. That poor lady. Um, yeah, it's very it's very rare that they um, much like popes. Very rare yeah. that the, the, you know, Benedict was the rare um, occasion of the pope. Yeah, of one somebody stepping down because usually they literally do it to death. It's Supreme Court justices aren't quite the same. They it, do it did happen retire. actually. What? Uh, there was the guy who stepped down because his son got himself in oh. trouble. Um, Ken- Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's the reason we have Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, but his stepping down was super shady. Oh, absolutely. Like, no, generally, but but the other ones stepped, I mean, Scalia, well, Scalia's death was, was unexpected. Sun. yeah. Uh, but a lot of them stepped down, but they probably don't step down as soon as they should. But, I mean, that's the thing that's really infuriating is the number of people, usually from the farther left now, who... Uh, who have been for some time very upset that Ruth Bader Ginsburg did not retire back when Obama was in office. Like they, they are actually blaming her for not stepping down so that he could have replaced her. But that's, you, you can't, that's, uh, you can't just force it's, it's infuriating. It's like, they're looking for some, they're just looking for something to fight. They're about, just mad. I, I get the anger. No, I, and I get, and I get the point, but cause that's how valuable a Supreme, although that's how valuable a Supreme Court seat is with it. That you know, they're like, well, she should have retired when when she was she eighty seven when she passed, yes. I think. So she would have yeah, been well, eighty one. They, they should have more justices. I mean, I don't see why they don't have fifteen. Well, that's fine. Well, that's, there's that's there's the, the that's the talk of that's well, the should. angles. There's no the, uh, there's nothing in the Constitution right now that says there is a set number of uh, Supreme Court justices. So they're saying they're going to add seats, which you know, of course, that's going to if if the Democrats get the House, Senate, and the presidency they can do that and then in two years time which will happen because the senate will go back to the republican party because things won't happen the way they want to quick enough for the american people they're going to be mad and mitch is just going to sit there because he's going to win his seat back because he's got double digit favor right now uh mcgrath is a pro-trump democrat which to me is just a a recipe for losing in kentucky it doesn't matter uh he's going to win uh and people should just stop sinking. Just, they're just pissing money away in Kentucky right now. See, I wish that something like real life happened, like the Pelican Brief, where like Supreme Court justices are, are like secretly dying but being killed, but like in natural causes. Um, so we could kind of just get rid of all the bad people. That's true. Just true. We're not going uh, to get um, Denzel Washington and Julia Roberts on that stat. Uh, yes. I like. I like where your head's at there. Sam. Were, that was a, it was a really good movie. I actually never watched <laughs> Pelican Brief. It's a good book. I got what? I never saw it. Oh, it's good. It's a good book too. Hmm. Well, it's Grisham, right? It... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Grisham, like you know, that was like the '90s Grisham, like you know, um, the peak of his powers. That, the cli- yeah, the client, he's... time to kill. He was great. He's, he's, he's still churning him out. The firm. Yep. But he like, had, he had like that movie, like a set of movies that just were they were actually doing really well for. Or just yeah, I gloss over Tom Cruise. I always do. <laughs> How dare you, Sam? How True. dare you? I just I'm gonna well, pop in cocktail today. Just be like, that's it. I'm going back to the Caribbean and becoming a bartender. 
Well, it's a few wonderful segue, Sam. I know you didn't do it on purpose, but I actually was going to bring up Tom Cruise because of did you see what the the news yesterday that he's been approved to go to space to shoot a movie? Yeah, I did see that. He um, NASA. I remember he petitioned. Yeah. Yeah, NASA. When NASA finally, I, don't, I mean, yeah, he had to go through NASA. He had to go through many channels to have it happen. But yeah, he is going to be um, uh, 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 in 2021. He's going to go up in a uh, SpaceX Dragon capsule, the same one that the two uh, astronauts went up. Not the same capsule, but the same you know yeah. technology um, next year. And he's going to go up to the space station. And Doug Liman, the director, is going to go up there. And nobody knows anything about the movie, except that it obviously obviously would be the first one actually filmed in space. Is he going to yeah. um, find, uh, what are those things in Scientology, those, those alien things? Uh, uh, I, I, I can't make fun of something that I don't understand. Well, <laughs> I, I, I can't sit here Betons and say. Or, or something like that? I forgot. Like, don't they like, yes, believe that some... there's like aliens? and? Well, they believe that human bodies have been encapsulated, like, or absorbed the souls of these aliens and to get their, they give money to Scientology for their safe passage back to the planets that they are from. I believe that. So maybe that's what Tom Cruise is doing. It could be. It could be. They, um, they, you know, he's right now. He's filming Mission Impossible Seven and Eight back to back in Norway, because uh, Norway was the only country that would let him film right now. Um, but so they said that this space movie is not a Mission Impossible movie, even though they won't say exactly what it was. It is, though, it is being produced and written by Christopher McCary McQuarrie who is the guy who does the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, but my hope is, I'm glad Hugh, you brought it up, is that I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it actually is a cocktail sequel. Oh, that would be, well, makes sense. Uh, it was I Xenu, by the I, way, I, I, Sam. It was, it was what? Xenu, Scientology. The, the... Well, Xenu is the, it was the alien, but I think when you said right. like phaetons or something, I think that is a thing. Um, it's like particles. Yeah, something. I should I should learn uh, about it so I can make fun of it more. Well, it's getting back to we were discussing South Park um, right before you came on, and that that there's no there's no better primer for Scientology than that one episode of South Park where they literally explained the entire history and basis of the religion of Scientology, and they even had to put the disclaimer at the bottom of the screen for the whole episode: "We aren't making this up. This is what they actually believe," which was hysterical. Wasn't that the, was that the same I think episode? They have- was that the same it's trapped in the closet. Yeah, was that the was one it the same episode where trapped in the closet? Yes, I think yes, it was. yes, 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 it was. Yeah. Well, I have a, I have a poster somewhere from my old South Park days. I mean, Comedy Central days. That talks about that episode. I don't know where it went. That's too bad. Hugh, Hugh are you? Um, I don't know if you want to even keep recording this, but um, is the is Sam's audio coming through on your end? It's uh, coming me, it's through, like but it's super a, crackly. It's a little crackly, but it's it's coming in just fine enough. Where it's just going to be, you know, it's what happens when we have technology. It just we we, okay. we live and deal. Okay, well, it works for me. Yeah. You know, it, uh, oh, variety, come on, Jesus. Oh, it says, "Come on, Jews, show them who really runs Hollywood," and it's the Scientology Celebrity Center and and uh, South Park. That's their yes. like. That's their campaigning <laughs> for, um, I guess, an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program Trapped in the Closet. So oh, that's, that's, that. that's, 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 a, that's a good one. That's that, that, amazing. That's, that's a great one. Where'd I wanted to hang it up on the in the bathroom, and Josh was like, I don't know. I'm like, how many Scientologists do we really know that we really offend? And I guess um, we can offend Jewish people, too. But, you know. We could be Scientologists. You don't know. No, that's not true. Because if if we were Scientologists, we would have been trying, not to, get rich you, enough. trying to get you on Sorry. That, get you on that. Tr- oh no, the ri- there's plenty of non-rich Scientologists. They're the ones that are working out on the boat in the middle of the ocean. Oh, it's yeah. on Sea Sea Org. Or they're they're recruiting oh. outside. Well, I guess recruiting's down a little bit recently. Um, Foreign families ye- aren't walking by Hollywood Boulevard anymore. It's, it, that's a good point. God, I would. I mean, I feel like we talked about this on the pod before, but I would always feel for like. So, you know, for people not familiar with the Hollywood Boulevard, there are, I think, four or five different Scientology buildings along, like, there's the, there's the main science, well, there's the main Scientology buildings on Sunset, that big blue monstrosity. Right. Uh, then there's a Scientology um, bil- um, 
store slash play testing center, like uh, pretty much right at Hollywood and Highland. Yep. Or one, one block off Hollywood and Highland. And there's a uh, then, museum. There's the L. There's the L. Ron Hubbard Museum that's farther down, closer to Vine. There's another Scientology building that's kind of closer to La Brea. And in all of these, specifically at this bookstore slash testing center is where you see the employees hanging out outside trying to lure people in like like a pedophile with candy. And they 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 like you you see it. They they come up to, and they're all that you, you know, that's who they are because they, they they're dressed in like a uniform. The men generally wear ties and like a silver vest and the women wear like white, but like a blouse and like, yeah, they, you, you know who they are. Yeah. But yeah, they try to lure people in to um, to take the uh, what is the test called? It's oh, called um, dyn- dyn- uh, it's like a stress test. They call it like a stress test of some kind. Dynalis. Um, dyn- dyn- uh, this was the name of the Dynetics was the book. Um, eh. But yeah, whatever, whatever. But basically, they lure people in, and and you and and and, so, and that stretch of Hollywood Boulevard is tourist. It's almost entirely tourist. And I've seen so many times where I'd be walking alongside like a family that clearly doesn't speak English, or maybe they do, but to, they're, they're not speaking English among amongst themselves. And they'll get stopped by the because the these people that work for Scientology evidently are very charming and charismatic and can 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 convince people to go inside to take these tests. And I just always feel for these families that probably that just don't understand what's happening, and they you know. They call who knows the, what hap- Who knows what happens once they get taken in there? It's the electro psychometer, or the e meter is the it's a lie detector, a crude lie detector used by Scientologists. Yeah, and that's the God. It's such a bizarre religion. Uh, granted, all all religions are bizarre, and when people refer to it as a cult, it's not necessarily fair. I mean, it absolutely is a cult, but technically, all religions are cult. Yep. By the, by the strict definition of cult. I mean, Christianity. Uh, it's like that one. It's like that one. You know, with the uh, what's her name from Smallville. What's it called? That sex cult? Uh, 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 well, oh, what was it? Um, because with an A? Uh, no, it was like... It, no, the, the th- no, the thing that was confusing is that nobody knew how to pronounce it because it was N-V-I-X-M. It was like it looked like Navix- yeah. Navixum. But then somebody told me how to pronounce it, and it, it's nothing like that. Like, it's not phonetically pronounced. Is it, yeah, is it like Roman numerals? <laughs> It, 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 uh, Nixum? Nixum? Is it Nixum? N-X-I-V-M? NXIVM, but I've never heard it pronounced out. Like I've heard it once. I finally heard it pronounced out loud. I was like, "Oh, that's how you pronounce it." Um, but yeah, that one is um, uh, what was it? Was it Chloe on yeah, Smallville? I believe Allison yeah. Mack. Yeah, she. I don't believe her. Tri- she was. She was like. She's not in prison. Belie- she, she what? She yeah. She went to prison. No, no, she's not. Not yet. She oh. she's her. She is on house arrest at her parents' house in Connecticut right now. The um, I don't believe her trial has started. The trial of the leader, I believe, has started. She was basically like the um, not even like a, I don't even think she was like second in command, but she was a higher up who was used to lure people into the cult. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, which was always I mean, such a bizarre plot twist. Given her, like if you watch Smallville back in the day, and her character was like girl next door, sweetest person in the world. Um, but evidently she got lured into the, the cult herself. So, you know, I mean, that's how cults work. Well, I've seen like Law and Order, I've, I've seen like episodes of Law and Order SVU. They like prey on vulnerable people and, you know, they seem like reasonable people and they just think that whoever that person is, is like, you know, they have the answers to, you know, whatever questions they have. And so they're like, oh, they're a great person and they know what they're doing or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, it's I, odd. I, I, I can't. Th- well, yeah, I, I, uh, that's how cults work. Yeah, for sure. They. Um, I. Anytime I think of cults, I think of my probably my single favorite um, line from The Office uh, with Creed. Um, I don't, Sam. I don't know if you remember. With uh, Creed describes how he's um, he's been both. He's been in many cults, both as a member and a leader. He says being a member's more fun, but the real money is in being the leader, which is just such a great Creed line. Um, totally but yeah the uh you know i can uh, we could start a cold why not it could be fun who says i haven't started one how many that's a good point cult of personality yes yes good point there was a uh, i did start well i didn't start one i i created a self-religion 
in college where the belief of your own ism is a thing. So, and I, it's essentially Hueism is don't be a dick. It's a very simple motto. Uh, yeah, but uh, I've known you for a long time, and you, you don't really yeah. abide by that. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, the, the irony of, of of Hueism being "don't be a dick" when Hue is very much a dick is is my is. You know what? That the hypocrisy of your religion just fits every single other exactly. religion. Exactly. So you you actually nailed religion right on the head. Right, <laughs> nailed it. Oh. Uh, it got to the point where there were, the guys wanted to make a calendar and T-shirts and like do this whole thing. Like I, I, she I, was, was going to catch on. So. Oh. No time like the present. Try it now. People are vulnerable. You can get people to join. I mean, I I'd be battling for those QAnon people. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, there's no way Hueism could be any crazier than QAnon. No. There's that's impossible now. Now we have QAnon folks like. Running for office. At, not only running, they're going to win. Yeah, where's that, like that one woman? That, that woman in that woman in Georgia that yeah. is straight up like she is not she does not hide the fact that she's QAnon, and she pretty much ran unopposed in the primary. Yeah, uh, I I don't recall where in Georgia. I don't. I mean, uh, it's not Atlanta, but it's somewhere else in Georgia, and she pretty much ran unopposed in the primary. And now it's such a red district that she all is all but running unopposed in the. In yeah. fact, she might literally be running unopposed in the in in the actual general election. So she's going to be in Congress. I, I can't wait to see because she went after AOC and made some weird joke that you know. And she made a dumb blonde, blonde joke, joke, and, and then it, she it, it, handedly yeah. she couldn't spell correctly. You, you, you'd think at some point a- AOC terrifies the Republicans, which is really funny. She terrifies you, the and, Democrats, and you'd think she does. That is true, and you'd think. And and they they're so dismissive, both from both sides. Everybody want like they love their the biggest, you know, the biggest insult that they'd love to throw at her is that she was a bartender, yeah. which, I mean, everybody's so so what? Like I mean, that's no, I, that I, just shows how how privileged the rest of the Senate and Congress are because they don't have to work blue collar jobs because they're usually well funded and well financed. They come from money. That's the difference, and that's the reason why AOC is a threat to them. And they're just like, we can't get normal people on Congress. I'm like, why the fuck not? That's what you're supposed to do. That's the whole purpose of our government. Well, that's yeah. why, that's why the DNC can run. DNC funded like millions of dollars towards competitive, like uh, primary candidates against the what, what, the squad. The squad, yeah. And then they just crushed everyone. Well, that's that was my point too. Is that they 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 can't really that's. They keep going at the same, trying to attack AOC for the same things. Like she's a bartender. She's is she still under thirty? I think she might be. She'll be thirty-five um, by twenty twenty-four. Okay, but yeah, all these things, and they, you know, there's the, the there's the old adage, you know, if you if you if you come at the king, you best not miss. And she destroys them, like because she is so much smarter than them. Like the things that they even. Like they don't attack her for her policies. They attack her for her looks, for her former jobs, for this and that. And she every time destroys them. Like I, I, yet they keep doing it. They keep trying. Like they're like gluttons for punishment. It's um, it's pretty much that sums up, poli- you know, modern politics. They're, they, yeah. There is no more decor. In Anywho, that. but yeah, moving on because we we are not a political show. We get riled up by talking politics like most of you who listen to politics think then watch them it's just not not a pleasant time hugh do you ever get thirsty i do every so often nate you know what i like to drink when i get thirsty what's that nate water really water it's good for you this ad has been brought to you by water <laughs> i think we... i think that was a good start i think that, yeah it worked it worked okay okay so um, I've been listening to um, Smartless, that podcast with uh, Jason Bateman and uh, Will Arnett and uh, Sean Hayes. They're like all friends, and they just talk about random stuff. And so it's it's more of like Smartless, which I think is hilarious because they they have no like like any preconceived notions that they're actually smart. But basically, their their whole thing is that one of them gets assigned to bring in a guest each week and the other two people don't know who it is, which is kind of fun. So they're kind yeah. of just like interviewing on the fly. 
and uh, they have a lot of like, like advertisements that are just them talking about stuff, which is basically what all podcasts do now, you know, for advertisements. Right. They're like, you yep. know, there's like a helix bed, and they're like, oh, I got this bed, and like my shoulder pain's gone, and I'm just like, how? I would like to think that they're being honest, but like, what if they get a shitty product? And also, they, they, there's another product where it's like basically Viagra. And so they're talking about it, but they're trying to not use those words. And it's yeah. just, I, I think they use the word bone instead of boner, which I think is hilarious. And it's just really funny. Like, I, I, I find that podcast advertising is, is a whole, like, weird section because it's not like radio advertising by any means. And they're usually long. They're like two minutes long. Um, yeah. So they get what they pay. They like, you know, whoever their sponsors are get a good amount of them reading the script. I mean, it's the same commercial over and over again if you if you're like binge listening to it. But it's kind of impressive that they're able to do that. That's all. Well, you know, Sam, you know, what's not a crappy product. Water. Water. It's good for you. Water. The, the provider of life. <laughs> the elixir of life. Water. That's so strange. We, we are, we are, sorry, we are, have, we are deep in the pockets of big water. Water. Um, what, Aqua. What killed yeah. Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> what? Don't you remember? Like, uh, yes. in, in Mortal Kombat, Luke King yes. throws a bucket of water while Sub-Zero is freezing the air around, and it turns into wasn't a, it, a pike kind of thing? Wasn't that, wasn't Sub-Zero's, one of, his thing was freezing you wasn't that yeah, like yeah. one of his his moves like yeah. he, he like like it was his hadouken like yeah, Ken and like Ryu, a, well, but it was like an ice, ice cube. ball yeah, yeah yeah and the reason i remember that because i almost i almost wish, uh, witnessed a uh, bar fight start because one of my asshole friends um threw ice on somebody acting like he was sub-zero doing the move um and yeah it literally almost started a, a, an entire bar fight that's I have a lot of asshole friends. They do things. What? But no, yeah, I mean, yeah, crazy, right? I mean, one started. And it, might, bar- it might surprise you to know that Kevin was involved. Oh, shocking! The guy who starts a bar fight between America's Next Top Model girls and some girls at Barney's Beanery. Yes. Yeah. The, the same Kevin. Yeah, yeah that yeah, checks yeah, out. Yeah. Very on brand. Very, on, very much so. Yeah. So, uh, anywho. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sam, you were telling you were telling us this is a segue. This is what they call a professional segue. That you had a very harrowing car experience. Have you recovered? Oh, I mean, it's not as bad as yours. I mean, a deer on the road, like, well, I mean, a deer running into your car without you know, knowing is probably terrifying. But um, no, I was just driving to IKEA with one of my friends, and uh, I haven't driven in the freeway in forever, mind you. Like, this is quarantine, guys. Like, I don't ever drive. Like, I never drive, actually. So we're on our way to Costa Mesa because the, the Carson Ikea didn't have it, uh, what we were looking for. And so I'm just driving on the freeway, probably going like 70 miles an hour. I was going pretty fast. You know, there was not that much traffic. But there's a truck that like in front of me that changed lanes and its entire like plastic liner uh, uh, just bed, flew, bed li- flew out. Bed liner. Yeah. Yeah. It just flew up into the sky and landed on my lane. And I literally ran over it. I like slammed on my brakes ran over it and at that point i was like i'm glad i didn't get rear-ended the car behind me stopped luckily um but it's like what do i do because i'm literally just on a liner and i and like so you know luckily my friend lisa was there and she like waved at traffic to kind of get them to stop of course nobody stopped for forever so somebody finally was able to we're in the like number two lane luckily so we didn't get over that far um so we pulled over, and you could hear just it just grinding the hard plastic just grinding yeah. on the ground as I yeah. was moving. And I'm like, how much damage is this is, is this to my car right now? Like, hmm. Because, like, it's even though it's plastic, it's super hard. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I had no idea. Um, and so we pulled over, and luckily I had AAA. I was going to call them. But somebody, a good Samaritan, a guy in a big-ass truck, who was a Raider fan, by the way, which I found because he was wearing a Raider t-shirt. This is on Sunday, so it was like football day. Um, I don't know why that mattered, but I just thought it was funny because <laughs> I love Raiders fans. I grew up with them all my life, you know, and I'm a 49ers fan, so there's always like a pseudo rivalry or whatever. But anyway, um, he came to help and he's like, hey, can you drive 
drive off of it and like pull forward a little bit and it was just literally stuck underneath my car yeah um but he was able to kind of get enough pressure to hold it down so when i was driving i was able to just drive off of it so i didn't have to call AAA. and it looked okay and you know my, my front license plate got all messed up and i don't see that much damage mind you my car is really dirty and it has like ash all over it so there's that um you know so it's super dirty still but um i think it's okay like didn't really check underneath it. Who knows? My lemon might be messed up. I don't know. But it was pretty traumatic, actually. So um, it's basically just like running into something on the freeway. You know? Um, um, that, happened, that type of scariness. That happened to me uh, many, many years ago, back when I used to drive um, uh, my the, my Kelly Taylor uh, BMW. Uh, that's what they called it. The uh, when I worked at Entertainment Tonight, everybody called it Kelly Taylor, even though technically it was the same model BMW that Dion drives in um, Clueless. Right. Um, the red BMW. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I it was drove it was drove very low to the ground, and I uh, was driving on the 101 late at night, and for some reason there was a traffic cone in the middle of the lane. Don't know how it got there, and I could not avoid it, and I ran over it. And luckily, I was near an ex an off ramp, and I pulled off, just dragging this cone under the car. And Sam, just like you, I was terrified. Like I didn't know what kind of damage it was doing. It was making an awful noise, and I pulled off on like Gower, the Gower exit, and had to like pull this thing out from under it. And it did do damage. Like the uh, the front, right right under the front of the car, there's like a plastic piece that basically protects your engine from if you do run over things. And basically, it ripped that thing off. So I had to drive home with that thing scraping on the ground. But it was terrifying. Mm. And, uh, you know, 15 years later, who knew that would be the second most terrifying thing that hit me in my car? But, um, yeah. Good times. Good times. I'm trying to think if I've had anything. Like, the closest thing I had was a uh, – I did uh, get sideswiped by a lawn chair on the freeway because of the car in front of me. Like, was it metal or was it like an Aaron? I don't those, know how to pronounce it. Those plastic Aaron ones, Deck. Yeah, the, like the very common plastic Ad, Ad, ones. Adirondack. Like Adiron- no, it wasn't Adirondack. A, Adirondack <laughs> would have done some fucking damage. Probably. Uh, this this did like a little scrape on the uh, on the side of the car, but that's yeah. I was like, why? Where did that scrape come from? I'm like, oh yeah, I hit a chair. I thought I got it. Like it was the car in front of me took a last second. They didn't see it, so they quickly turned, hit it bounce it into my, my car i was like oh that you know can't really do much but the fun stuff with cars indeed well put yeah. well put shit happens that's the other way of putting it i guess uh also good also good yeah well i mean it's it's la i mean i anticipate random stuff like i've seen like legit tumbleweeds like just roll by before <laughs> in front of me on the freeway which i find hilarious um mattresses um it's funny because lisa who was with me like the next day um there was like a vacuum in the road when she was driving on the freeway too so luckily she was a couple cars like behind and they were able to kind of swerve around but you know stuff like that happens all the time because people will be carrying shit when they shouldn't to be perfectly honest like i'm just waiting for one day for like you know a fucking refrigerator or something just to be in the middle of the road i was just about to say i've seen a sofa and a refrigerator in the middle of the road before yeah just because you know like that's why you have insurance i guess right yeah is that like is that like acts of god or what is that road like road um what's that considered well it's not an act of god i can say that much that's just a collision like well, I mean, if you believe it, God, God, God willed it to be on the road. God willed it. I the can... wind, the wind blew it off of whatever you know, so you could blame it on rain or wind or whatever. I don't know. I just have this image of a Templar just being like, "God willed it, God willed it." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've had friends like with trees fall in their cars, and that's an act of God. That is. That is. That, is, that yes, usually yes. is an act of God. Yeah. So drunken assholes who can't tie a fucking fridge on their their truck is a different thing. So I don't know if the deer. I don't know exactly. I you know I never actually really got into the details enough with my insurance company for the how they do declare that. I don't know if getting hit by an animal is an act of God. It might be. I think it would fall in that almost kind of category. I, I didn't it didn't work out for the deer. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Just like, I guess it's just, just like, the 
the downside of driving around everywhere, huh? In LA. Mm. That's a good oh. point. Although subways, although subways do, I mean, people unfortunately jump in front of them all the time. Not all the time, but you know what I mean. It does happen. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we we're, we're a happy, bring, happy, happy little podcast bring it, today. Bring it down, Sam. Damn, I, I, was, I was. I'm just saying, like people always compare, like LA. They're just like, oh, the traffic sucks and blah blah blah. Yeah, like there's a lot of things about LA that suck. Um, but there's other things, I mean, people always say that New York's great and all, but like, there's so many subway delays, especially on the weekends, like you're never getting to work on time whenever like there's one, whatever random incident or the weather or what, there's so many things. And it's just like, yeah, like you talk about LA traffic, but you don't really talk about like all the things that you guys have with subways and whatnot. So whatever it is what it is. Oh, but I was just saying, like, you know my thoughts about people that don't like L.A. I'm like, you could sit there and, like, complain about L.A. Just move and leave. We don't need you. We don't need another person on the road. If you don't like L.A., just go. Yeah, a that's... lot of people are leaving, which is yeah. quarantine, you know? It's expensive. I get it. But there's um, – I feel like there's so much hate on L.A. for whatever reason, and I still don't know why. Um, especially – I mean, I'm from NorCal, mind you. So the, the, the San Francisco LA thing is just ridiculous to me, in my opinion. I think it's hilarious um, why people, one city is better than the other, just in overall in general. But like, yeah, there's so many differences, but like San Francisco, in my opinion, it's like so expensive. The weather sucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you think you're beating us. <laughs> San Diego has the anyway. same kind of mentality. There's a lot of hate towards LA from San Diego. LA just doesn't give a shit about San Diego. Where I'm like, no, nah, it makes sense. It's like, well, yeah, the Chargers yeah. don't give a shit about San Diego either. Well, that's the, the owners being dicks, but eh. yeah, the the relationship there, Hugh, is is it's like that. That's my probably my favorite gift to use. And yeah, I still say gift, not Jeff. Fuck, fuck that guy. That guy's wrong. Um, the uh, the one that people always use for Mad Men, where um, Don is in the elevator with um, I can't think of the character's name, but it's Ben, whatever is. Ben Feldstein, I think. What? Anyway, he's the guy's in the elevator with Don, and he says to Don, "I feel sorry for you." And then Don just looks at him and goes, "I don't even think about you at all." That's how LA feels about San Diego. That's about right. San, San, San Diego's like, "Oh, we hate LA," and LA's like, "Did, did you hear something? Did somebody say something?" That's about right. Who? Who's that? Who is yeah. that? Who said that? They're like, "What?" And it's funny because everyone's always. Uh, I feel like the heated debate between San Diego and LA is always about Mexican food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, so much better down there. Yeah. It is. So I just I just think it's hilarious. I'm like, that's our big rivalry, I guess. I don't know. They're closer to the border. I mean, it sure, is, they, they must have good food. It's better. I, I can honestly but, tell I you. Mean, but, but you can talk about Mexican, sure. But, but like, I always tell my daughter, I'm like, you're lucky that we live in L.A. Because there's so many different cuisines that you can eat at any point in time in L.A. That's, this, that's this what makes true. it better than yeah. any other city. Um, or any other like smaller city, no offense to, you know, San Diego, but they are a smaller city. Like New York's the same way too. Like San Francisco has a lot of cuisines. That's like one of the advantages of living in a big city. Like I, I grew up not having sushi ever really, because there's one like Japanese place. I mean, there's a couple, but they weren't, it was, the sushi wasn't great. It was like chicken teriyaki and bento boxes and you can try California rolls or whatever. But I mean, we're not talking about, I don't know like high quality sushi by any means from Modesto, Nate. I know that the Modesto minute's probably coming up soon, but I didn't grow up with it. Now it's probably a different story. Like they probably have better sushi all around, but um, I didn't grow up with that. I didn't grow up with like a ton of different types of cuisines. And I'm just, I just feel lucky that we live in LA and we could just, oh, I really feel like Korean food. I'm going to get Korean food. Or I'm just, I feel like, you know, really good Italian. Great. Or um, even like Basque food or um, Polish food or just, random foods from any other ethnicity like you can find it they do exist nice. here. they do they do indeed ethiopian food or did you say that i wasn't listening oh no but yeah i mean ethiopian food there's there's i mean there's just super specific foods there's jamaican food that you can get like around the corner from my house like there's so many different types of food that you can get so you know and, and a lot of it's because yeah there's a ton of people from other countries that, that, that settle here and they make really good food even just like within like gloria's cafe which used to be near my house uh, near our old apartment it was like el salvadorian food it wasn't mexican but they did serve mexican dishes but mm. their 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 major you know draw was like food from el salvador which you know is very specific 
and delicious. I lo- oh, Miss Glorious. That was also that was a stop on uh, Guy Fieri went there on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh, jeez, of course. That's he did. how you know it's a good place if Guy has gone there. Nate, you know what I'm shocked about? We didn't bring up at all, and you know this is going to cut into the St. Louis second because um, I don't have a minute of time to talk about. But Sizzler filing for bankruptcy. I don't know how you didn't lead with this. Well, it's a sore subject, Hugh, but there is a silver lining. Um, yes, Sizzler declared for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, but two, two big butts. Uh, it's the only ones that are closing are the corporate-owned locations. There are over nine. There are nine. There are 90 franchises around the country. Those are unaffected. Right. So it's the corporate-owned locations, and they they vow. Who knows if this is true? to reopen those locations just once they get all their stuff squared away. But makes sense. Yeah. But that, you know, they're not the only ones. I mean, Sizzler, uh, Red Lobster struggling, Olive Garden. Well, a lot of those are owned by the same, um, parent company, but, um, Darden. Oh, Darden. Yeah. Darden. Uh, the one, I mean, the, honestly, if we're, if we're going things that are truly upsetting is the soup plantation. Cause that bad boy's not coming back. Um, and I miss the Sioux Plantation, when despite did, its terrible name. Absolutely terrible name. Um, when did that I would shut go down? There. Recently? Or uh, that, that actually shut down very early on in the pandemic. Right. It's, they don't, we don't have Sioux. There, there's no Sioux Plantations here, but the parent company was, I believe it was called Sweet Tomato. Um, they have Sweet Tomatoes here. Um, which were basically the same thing. It's just a buffet. Basically, I mean, it, writing was on the wall for buffet restaurants in, in a pandemic. They were gonna have to, they were gonna have to change their business model. Like I have not heard about like how Golden Corral's doing. Ponderosa. I don't know. I don't even remember if L.A. has Ponderosas. Uh, uh, you're, hometown, you're the one that's on top of all these uh, home, hometown buffet. Oh yeah, there's there's I I know my buffets. Um, hometown buffet was the Modesto. That was a fun one. The Golden Corral was really the well soup plantation. I always loved because soup plantation had hands down the best chicken noodle soup I've ever had in my life, um, and I would go there quite often. But the Golden Buffet or Golden Buffet, I'm not. I'm mixing all my restaurants. Golden Corral. Like, seriously, the best chicken noodle soup you've ever had. Yes. Is that, yes. Yes. Have Have you been to Clementine? I like, will. Have you been to any restaurant in LA? Uh, I, 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 this is a hill I will die on and coming back, going back to uh, Kevin, Kevin will back me up on this. He also, he too adores that chicken noodle soup. Uh, uh, Hugh's former roommate, uh, uh friend of the show. I'm, su- Kim- I'm sure it's Kim- great. I'm, I'm sure it's Kimmy, great. Kimmy was a diehard soup plantation fan. She was obsessed with it. I don't know between the, between me, Kevin and Kimmy, I don't know how we didn't keep it afloat. You'd think that, um, yeah, but it's, it's sad. It happens. Um, it happens. Yeah, but uh, buffets, I, I, you know, obviously Golden Corral was famous for their chocolate fountain, which um, I don't think the chocolate fountain is going to going to um, survive the pandemic. I, I think if Golden Corral does come back, I don't think that bad boy is still going to be around. Not sure how you. Um, I don't know how buffets sa- make it through this. Sanitize that. Um, I I think well. Yeah, another one of my another one of my favorites. Um, it's not it's not necessarily but bu- it is buffet. Uh, CC's Pizzeria, mm. uh, all you can eat pizza, pasta, um, you know, salads. They have reopened the dining room, and I, I assume they're doing some variation of pre not prepackaged, but like you're not allowed to serve yourself anymore. You know, like you know, it's. I think I what I assume what's going to happen with buffets is they're going to go more to like a cafeteria lunch lady type system where somebody is serving the food to you from behind a, a divider. Right. Like you're, you're not reaching it to for it yourself yeah. is, is, but yeah. As humans, you, you're not trustworthy of not spreading germs. So no, it's uh, gone is the time. And we, we trusted the, the only, the only sort of sanitation that they even kept was putting a sneeze guard up there, which yeah, just, that's not the best. you know, yeah, that's the best. yeah, exactly. Well, on that note, Nate, we're going to have to hold off on the St. Louis second because uh, we don't have time, but I did um, do some research. So this gives me another week for bubble boy. It which does I'm, indeed. I'm yes, happy yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. Um, if yeah, 
Yeah. Hey, I, if I gave you two complete minutes on Modesto, Sam gave you 30 seconds on Newport. I have, Saint, I have, Saint, I have Saint some Louis, information Saint right Louis now. Is, I, okay, I can, John Carpenter purchased a bridge in St. Louis for a dollar while making Escape from New York. So I do have some information here. Just, oh, that's a good tease. Yeah. I honestly didn't did not know. Now I knew that. I mean, obviously, if you're anybody from St. Louis, knows that they shot that here because it's very clearly the St. Louis skyline in the background. But most people who aren't familiar with St. Louis wouldn't know that. I mean, except obviously the arches in the background. Right. So that would be hysterical. Yeah, if, you know, all, you know, they they're constantly using other cities because it's it's a it's cost a fortune to shoot New York. That's yeah. why everybody shoots in Vancouver and places. But obviously, you have to hide the sight lines if if there's well-known you know locations in the background but that would have been hysterical because escape from new york was very low budget yes that would have been hysterical if the the arch was in the background and they just never explained it exactly well everyone have a good week make sure to wash those hands wear the masks and be safe out there and we'll get back to you at some point